0: And we are live! Welcome, fiends, to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Our show discusses horror movies and the phobias they emphasize. With me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts, Hailey Hooge and John. And you guys, tonight, like, I'm excited because we have a returning guest. We have Rod from the Murder Moose podcast, which, of course, is one of... Many uh, brother and sister shows on the Slash and Cats podcast network. And Rod, always good to sit down, discuss movies, or, you know, just shoot the shit for a while with you.
1: Yeah, it's I, I love you guys. I love your show, and I love it. Like, it's good to come back and bullshit around because there are, like you said, there are many shows on the network. But, like, there's been also been, like, a lot of, like, rotation over the last couple of years, too. So it's been a lot mm-hmm. of in and out and a lot of changes in the network. But you guys have been here for a long time now, too, and it's good to, you know. Sit around and bullshit with friends about movies, man. That's why we do this <laughs> shit, right? So
0: absolutely. And you know what, yeah. what's what's funny too is because I'm sure not a lot of people know this. It's like you you and I basically knew each other from like our podcast friend circles. Yeah, basically. Yeah,
1: we uh, we were both a very in like very in depth in the world of Blizzard before they got mm. they realized or everyone like uncovered the. the, the Psychos that were there. If we're gonna use psychos as a term again, and so like, kind of hung out and met there at BlizzCon in like 2019. So we'd known each other for like a year or so before like I started this, and you, mm-hmm. you get you had your original go of before I started uh, Murder Moose, and then, um, you guys got up again once you found Holly, and then John came along, obviously. But it's like it's been a lot, and it's been you know we've we've all been through a lot. It's like. It's, it's it's amazing and I don't know if everyone realizes it when you're recording a podcast, just getting w- one single person <laughs> to dedicate like one night a week to, to doing this isn't always easy, um, especially as fucking adults, right? And so it's it's good to get people that you can rely on and you can sit there and do this stuff with because I, I, we all love doing it. It's not we're, we're sitting here like making fucking money doing it. It's just just a thing we enjoy doing. So here we are, you know.
0: Yep. For the love of the game. And, uh, you know, I, of course, I have to say, like, Murder Moose has their 100th episode coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yep. Oh, yeah. As, we do. Uh, we have... Uh, with the say, new like, logo. So do... So do... Uh, they're terrified and tipsy. I know they're yeah. right around the corner, too.
1: Those, those motherfuckers took off maternity leave, and I thought they were going to go try to, like, one-up us, and they're, like... Uh, they, like, released three episodes in a day. And I'm like, if you two are trying to get, like... at That... And the, I I have... Like, I have battles with those two because I give them shit because they uh, they come back and they like start talking like I didn't even think I listened to the whole episode but they were saying very mean things about the thing and <laughs> I, I, I don't know, I don't know if I could ever you know I could recover from that that hurts my feelings mm-hmm. and so. I mean, but maybe yeah. the
2: 2011 version, but
1: yeah, no, no, they were, they had problems with the original or not the, the 80s version, the 82 version, but yeah, that, it's a uh,
2: that's sacrilege. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. It, it was it was a wine
1: talking. Yeah, oh, no, that was the first one they did. That wasn't even <laughs> the wine yet. They just don't like 80s horror movies. I like you. You're. This is going like. Man, I really like, don't like Michael Jordan. He wasn't that great of a basketball player. Mm. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> the Thing is a top five all-time horror movie. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> tipsy. Tipsy and terrified. What i am going to do with you?
2: And yeah. I think, if I'm not wrong to, my first episode on here was with you where I, on a House, I believe.
1: Yes. And I didn't know that was your first one because of the way, it, like... I had missed a couple episodes before that because podcast listening isn't always easy for me. But And so I was like, I didn't realize it was your first episode. That's crazy. So we were like, you've been, that was, a, that movie's whacked, as we all know. That episode was, it, 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 there are very few episodes of podcasts, like, but it happens occasionally where you talk about a movie that you're just like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Like, we, we did Mad God recently, and I don't know if anyone, if you guys have seen that, and that movie is fucking, like, it, it's pretty as shit to look at, but that movie destroyed my ADHD worse than any movie's ever had, because there's <laughs> there's no story. It's just, like, crazy scenery after crazy scenery after, and it just, it was like, and my buddy listening he goes, you guys didn't really talk about the movie. I don't know what the fuck to say about it! And then uh-huh. this penis worm did this penis worms thing, and then this <laughs> boob monster did the It's just like... Yeah, it, it is not an easy thing to talk about, and House was not exactly a... It's not a linear, like, experience, right?
0: Oh, that's what happens when you take all of the ideas from, like, a 10-year-old girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, there's a reason why Japanese everything and, like, media is just bonkers, right? It is,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it is... You see shit all the time, and I don't. I know. I. I think I've. Talk, I don't know. But like the. You ever see their like their game shows that go more risque? You're just like. Mm-hmm. You didn't go. that. yeah, all this it, it adds up. You go two plus two equals four. So tentacles are a thing. So here we are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, if you want, if you want to dive further into uh, Japanese cinema, Rod and I did the Takashi Mike uh, discussion yeah. for last year's Halloween virtual convention for Slash and Cast, which, by the way, is returning this year, October 20th yes. through the 30th. So excited for that. I uh, haven't really planned out what we're doing yet in that regard, yeah. but it's going to be a fucking good time, and of course uh, three days full of panels, interviews, uh, trivia games. You might even have more uh, film premieres on top of that, so be sure to tune into that. All that will be streamed on the Slash and Cast YouTube Uh, So, looking forward to that, but, you know, tonight we're here to talk about American Psycho for our our continuation of Plutophobia, which is the fear of wealth. And, you know, like, we've we've been hitting some absolute fantastic films to start this one, and it's going to be one of the more heavy-handed ones uh, in regards to, like, what movies we're actually picking. And I feel like American Psycho is definitely a movie that probably most everyone has seen at this point in time, if you are mm. a fan of the genre, uh, yeah, and, it, you know, for the most part, um, it's still, it, it still holds up after all these years. It's still probably one of the top five really well. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I think after 2022 in in the, you mean, most of the way through 2022. Now we're sitting in a world where we've been through a global pandemic where the, Ten richest people doubled their net worth, mm-hmm. so you start going, yeah, and it's <laughs> it, it's yeah, and this movie is just a I think this movie holds way more power now in my mind, like you know as a as a dude who's going to be thirty nine next week who's lived way more in the world than compared to when it released, right, so yeah, it holds up, and it I think it means more now, like just because of the world we live in. Mm-hmm.
4: I was going to say that I completely agree. You know, I watched this movie when it first came out, which was what, like, what year are we talking? 2000, I think. 2000. 2000. All Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, 22 years ago and watching it back then, uh, I don't know if it's, I'm sure we've all gone through the same thing where it feels like your whole life you're looking up. You're looking up at actors, models, business people. They're Mm -hmm. all grown adults and you're looking up sort of anticipating when you're going to be in that same realm. And now, like, I look at things and I'm looking back, we're like, oh, wow, that, that supermodel looks like she's 12. So, like, watching the movie again and knowing that, uh, well, the character is supposed to be 26, 27, right? 26.
1: 27, yeah. yeah. And
4: so, uh, assuming that he's approximately that age, uh, Christian Bale, at, you know, at the time, you know, now in my, in my 40s, I'm thinking, like, it just the artifice seems that much more fake, you know, just, you know, people playing at being adults, people playing at being successful, and it's, uh, it, it, like, again, like the movie, I, I love, that's one of the best things that I love about doing the show is that I get to revisit all these movies that I watched, you know, many, many years ago and just see see them mm-hmm. from a different perspective. And so this one, like I was saying, it just keeps aging better and better.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: For, for me, this was, I saw this back Initially, I don't think I saw this in the theater, but I saw it soon after when it came on video. And I kind of sort of liked it, but not really. And it's got, I've ended up liking it more and more each time I've seen it. And I've probably now seen it five or six mm-hmm. times. And the last viewing, which I just watched the other night, it was definitely my favorite viewing. And I haven't seen it in uh, several years. And it's definitely, I know, as, the sort of cliche goes it's more relevant today than it is well and especially for 2000 because it's a it's a period film it takes place in the 80s
1: which which is which is so commonplace in horror now Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah Yeah. totally (laughs) i mean it's i mean you yeah. Well, I mean that I mean it goes back to I mean one it's the people making horror now mostly grew up in the 80s loving 80s horror right or, or grew up loving 80s horror but two it, it it establishes that thing where the technology doesn't stop you from telling a story, right? Like every, most, how many horror movies could be done with like, hey, 911, um, there's a dude in a hockey mask cutting your dicks off. Uh, uh, could you get out here? And that's, that's, the, that's the thing. They just, yeah, Google Maps, exactly. I mean, it's all that stuff. And you just go, It when technology starts like dealing with all your problems and that, I mean, what do you think? I mean, horror is... The, the zeitgeist fear base of the population, right? It's uh, things that scare us. That's why when you watch foreign horror, we talk about House, it's different from, like, when we watch American horror, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that whole thing where you're sitting there going, yeah, this is all, like, perspective-wise, you know, means what it is, right? So, yeah.
4: Definitely. It... Oh, right. no, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I was burping quietly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, no, it's definitely uh, the, in the the year when it came out in 2000. It it hadn't like the current conditions today. It was very different in 2000, and it wasn't yeah. as crazy. I feel like it's sort of like the 80s had that extreme people really hated yuppies and there was that kind of extreme view of like bankers and wall street and, and which is, you know, why uh, this book was, the book originally was written was sort of a satire of that kind of world and those kinds of people. And so now in 2022, definitely it it almost feels like it's more extreme than the eighties because now Mm -hmm. With like NFTs and cryptocurrency, it's kind of maximized even further where, yeah. you yeah. know, they, they, these guys are just kind of trading and moving hundreds of thousand dollars as though it were nothing, you know, yeah. doing the kind of crypto schemes and how the the kind of scams, the rug pulls have become sort of commonplace in every day. stakes are a
4: lot higher, the payouts are a lot higher for them, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Like you had... Sort of famously, Bernie Madoff, the big Ponzi scheme guy who was sort of the face yeah. of the Ponzi scheme back then, like in kind of, I think he, his thing happened in the 90s or early 2000s, maybe, or was it the 80s? I don't
1: know. But he was, I think he went for a long time. I think it was like, right, he was going, yeah.
2: but when it all
4: kind of came out, it was like in up, the 90s, right? He, was, he got busted, yeah. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> But now it's like, there are a dozen Bernie Madoffs, you know, there are. Mm-hmm. they're all over the place now. And so, yeah, the, uh, Bateman, uh, he's very much like how people would imagine. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I think that would imagine with the, existence of the movie in the book. It's just like, he's kind of that wall street, bro, you know, Wolf of Wall Street. Well,
1: I think there's another big thing too. And it's like, especially contextual for Americans. This movie references Donald Trump about, <laughs> 87 times it is not like it, it's just a thing that like makes you go he was the type of motherfucker that was hanging out with these assholes in mm-hmm. you know 35 years ago and it's that same kind of thing i was like i forgot how like i'd forgotten you know like how long that motherfucker has been relevant i mean you go back and watch home alone right. too but like he he's all over that thing right and mm-hmm. it's just like it, I, that's another thing that really ties it I think for at least Americans it's like oh, it, it just makes you hate everyone bringing him up the whole time right so
0: also the fact that like despite the fact that you know we're supposed to assume he's a very successful businessman throughout this movie you never actually fucking see Patrick Bateman working he's in the oh, office he's no. not doing <laughs> shit the entire time <laughs> you see what he's trying to do? yeah
1: it's it's very like it's very uh, The Shining right you're like it's like all work and no play makes jack a dull boy that's it's it's like just like it looks like what you would imagine like an angry 13 year old's like notebook would be like Mm -hmm. because it's just like like i'm surprised zombie didn't have his his uh his uh uh, michael myers drawing (laughs) it goes to show that it wasn't
4: about hard work it never was it's just the outward and that's no. the whole movie, right? So it's yeah. uh, he—he's connected. Or he's dating, about to marry the right girl, whose dad owns the company. So he doesn't really have to do anything. So he's just—it's all pretense. And and uh, his success isn't that—that that he's working. His success is that he's able to, you know, uh, uh, show that face, show that suit, show that car. You know, but yeah. That was
2: interesting. Yeah. No, I think one of the big I was noticing, I think, one of the big kind of themes of this movie, at least for me watching it, especially thinking about it in today's terms, is how that kind of society, quote unquote, to call back to our previous movie, uh, (laughs) that kind of society that he's in, that world he's in, is like its own little self-sustaining bubble, where and I feel like this movie very shows you that, like, it doesn't really matter what you do or how you live. Like, once you're kind of yeah. in that world, then you're in and you don't really have to yeah. be necessarily that successful or productive because, you know, he has his job. He's probably get he's getting paid six figures mm-hmm. in his job. And it, as the story goes, like with a big part of like where. One of the things about the movie is nobody knows who each other is. Yeah. Everyone thinks is mistakes each other for other people. All the time, yeah. That he's just basically sitting there collecting his paycheck and not really like doing anything much of anything at this
4: point. <laughs> right. I mean it's it's uh that was a that was something that gets touched on a lot in a bunch of reviews for American Psycho. It's just the theme of identity and how none of them have it or it's one communal identity. And they, it's the same way, way with uh, morality as well. Like nobody in the group has a clear sense of morality. Like they can pantomime a lot. They can virtue signal like they did in that, that round table when they were, well, not the round table when they were having dinner and he gives this whole dialogue about, uh, yeah. about all the different world problems that we have to fix, even though he's a psycho killer. <laughs> and honestly, like at one point, he, I kind of get the sense that he might be the most moral person in his group because at least he knows what he's doing is wrong. <laughs> If that makes yeah.
0: sense, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, like, it, it, like it, their it, problems. Totally, yeah, yeah, I, like their problems that they bring up are like, oh, not being able to uh, get a reservation the night of, uh, it being too loud in the club bathroom so you can't yeah. snort your cocaine.
3: <laughs> Let me do my drugs in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
0: the whole thing with uh, the I, restaurant, the getting
2: the reservations at the restaurant, mm-hmm. the status. Dorcia. Of
1: it. Yeah. I th- that he gets his his side piece so f- I mean he doesn't get her fucked up she's so fucked up that he can take her to another restaurant and tell her it's it's the mm-hmm. high uh the like the high society like, place that everyone wants to go right? melts right so, out of her
3: seat nobody's yeah.
1: saying
4: anything mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I it, it I think the biggest thing the, the funniest thing of how shallow everyone is in this whole movie is that the like the central conflict of the entire film is business cards and like it just what. Kind of shade of white and and uh, black, or if you're the the ginger dude, like you go a little ballsy. Who had the golden? Was it the, was it actually Jared Leto who had the? No, it was the, yeah. had the guy who had the like golden letters. Golden. That, yeah, <laughs> who by the way was most of these guys are pretty good-looking guys. That guy looks like he used an extra from Trolls, too. But <laughs> well, I and, think and, the whole you know, thing, suit, like, he was but... the
4: odd man out uh, for being gay, I guess, or, right, where everybody else is, like, cookie-cutter, and he's the only one who's, like, a little yeah. bit different, and you also get the sense that he might, like, his stat, he was born into status, right? So it's immediately yeah. accepted. Yeah. And so, although there was this really interesting part where they're at the, that same scene where he goes off about, uh, the World's Problems, where they're basically sitting with the, his girlfriend's cousin and her boyfriend, who mm-hmm. like are really into the cure.
1: <laughs> and yeah. Even yeah, they were very, they were very yeah, goth. Even though they're
4: super goth, yeah. they still have a sort of sense of sensibility where, like, they're still in a world where it's all about appearance. They are just subscribing to a different aesthetic. Yeah. And so they just they seem That's as shitty as everybody gonna- else.
1: I hear that everyone keeps saying that like the sandman is the new entryway to goss so like they're going to be more goths out there because of the sandman which i can't, i get so it's okay nice, so. Nice.
2: yeah that guy was like uh robert yeah. smith from the cure <laughs> maybe hot
4: topic will make a big comeback yeah. but uh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah i was that that the scene is also weird though too because it seems like those those guys I don't know how much time they would spend, like, hanging out with people that aren't, like, in suits and, you know. Well,
2: I mean, that was the I, – I thought it was, like, that was the restaurant where they were going and hanging out with, like, the cool art people of New York. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. – uh, Wall Street guys were kind of slumming it, like hanging out with like the yeah. the musicians. You I
4: thought know? that was like a general, like, uh, that was a, a, a usual thing because it's, they go to a, they go to a restaurant and then they go to drinks to a club mm-hmm. and then they end up at, yeah. like an after hours yeah. right? So they're always sort of mixing, like they're mixing with sort of highbrow artists, mm-hmm. which are also, which again, like can be also uh, interpreted as being, um, what do you call it? Like a pay to play sort of society. Yeah. Yeah. No. What? Uh,
2: I mean, typically, okay. So we typically kind of go through the movies from beginning to end. I don't want to like jump ahead too much. But thing. But uh, and that is basically the beginning, like where we're kind of
4: well, seeing the the, the very the, you know, first the, the very first scene is the best scene, right? Where like he describes his like his morning routine and yeah, the different yeah. like. Exfoliants and moisturizers, and the working out and the ice pack, and just sort of like gives a really clear mm-hmm. view of like the level of vanity that we're dealing with, mm-hmm. which is so yeah,
0: that, that was an everyday affair too for Christian Bale. And,
1: yeah, Christian Bale did all that. And you, you talk about not having doing any work, that's why because that routine took like four yeah. hours.
0: That's like you
4: know, like three and 20 step, or I'm sorry. <laughs> 30-step, 20-minute, you know, skincare routine that I really want to get into.
2: (laughs) And where it's completely about the surface. Right. A hundred percent, he's a surface person with basically nothing inside except, you know, he's a sociopath and a psychopath Uh, and just putting out his front of being the perfect person. Mm -hmm and maintaining that front.
4: And he's so upset because even though he puts in so much effort, he still can't be as good as Paul Allen. Yeah. I love
2: Paul Allen.
4: (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is, but I love like (laughs) that name and the way
2: they're always referring to Paul Allen and like what he's doing and everything. How he's kind of the measure that, uh, Bateman sort of measures him this
4: against. Oh my gosh, Jared Leto. I'm not gonna lie. If anybody should have a sex cult, I'm glad it's Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, in case you guys don't know, Jared
2: <laughs> Leto is a cult leader officially nowadays. So he has an island.
1: He's nuts. He's been he inspired uh, uh the cult of the lamb. God, that oh is that, right. uh, oh is that, that's a game, not
2: a movie,
1: right? Yeah, you, you run a cult. And then you, you little animals, and it's insanity. It's a little animal. Cult, so you're saying man, that if so. we
4: reach out to Gerolitto, there's a possibility we don't have to go to work tomorrow. We just have to put out. Mm-hmm. You got to hang out at his
3: island,
1: I think you guys are romanticizing something that you're gonna. It's gonna end up like Jonestown, not like anything <laughs> successful.
4: Only if you drink what's given to you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> isn't that isn't that the point of a call You drink things that it's they so give nice. you. I mean,
3: yeah,
0: drink the Kool Aid.
2: <laughs> and they, of course, mix up him with Paul Allen as well, right? Isn't there characters who think he's Paul Allen? Um, I can't remember that. He gets... or maybe they think he's someone else. I... But
1: nobody knows who anyone yeah, is. That's the. I mean, in that's,
2: that that's how that's shallow
4: that He's like, I'm Patrick Pitt. And then there's no acknowledgement of what just happened either. Everybody just kind of rolls with it. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: Because
2: they all look the same, basically. Yep.
1: It's kind of like every single character in this movie is just having an internal, like, internal monologue out loud Mm -hmm. at all times. That's like, there's only what they want and what they need, and blah, blah, blah. Which is why, you know, he goes and murders Paul, right? I mean, think. fairly early on because he's he's his competition mm-hmm. right and he's like hey how am I going to advance in this company well they uh, off the motherfucker that's in front of and me, every, Good, yeah, and he hates so.
2: that everyone likes him so much They always everyone talks about him so yeah. positively that he can't, right. he can't stand it
4: and that's the thing though like is mm. he the only one working because I feel like there's never a sense of like what exactly they're doing to get ahead other than um, basically what? the only way to get it. A- well, it doesn't matter getting like the big account because he doesn't have a big account and he's just doodling all day. So he's not really striving to what is like it? have any output when it comes to his work. It's all, e-
1: even their, ca- even their cards seem like bullshit. Like their job description is like, was like something so vague. It's like, yeah, it's, it's stuff that like, it's not anything that makes Concrete sense, it's not like I'm a carpenter, it's like an Mm -hmm. abstract idea. So you could be like, I do this, and it's like, Oh, and that is for sure, yeah.
2: And and some of those positions, if
0: yeah, Yeah. and it's important to note, like, if you're going out to buy business cards, make sure you don't have a typo on yours because one of them, oh, really? I didn't catch that. Which one? I'm trying to remember what it what it was exactly, but it was, like, with one of the actual oh titles.
2: <laughs> and it's also very high school, the way that they compete with each other, too, you know? Where, oh, my
4: gosh. Oh. I was just thinking about oh, how, yeah. like, incredible uh, Christian Bale was in this movie. Like, this is definitely, like, he'll be remembered as, mm. like, a fec- a fucking amazing actor because of this movie. Like, it's just every little second in this movie that he, he's just incredible. Like, when he... When he's holding that Paul Allen card and he drops it because he's so disgusted with how much better it is,
1: and he's like oh, sweating, yeah. and like his face
4: is all and red. he goes dead eyed. <laughs> he's awesome.
1: My, my wife don't... had never... yeah, he's really good. My my wife had never seen this, and, and she's in there. She's like, "That doesn't even sound like Christian Bale." I'm like, "Yeah, he never. He's always sounds different." I mean, mm-hmm. if you listen to if you saw Th- Thor recently, he doesn't sound anything like. Regular Christian Bale, so Yeah,
2: this is my definitely my favorite Christian Bale role for sure. I think this is almost like his best acting in a lot of ways where he's so like different extremes and different things that yeah, he's doing that it's just like
4: Like I'm trying to think of other movies that I, that he was really he was really well, the machinist was really impactful, mm-hmm. but he just lost a bunch mm-hmm. of weight for that. Yeah, I mean, not to say that he didn't work hard at the rest of the acting part of that movie, but I, I do think that American Psycho just really allowed for him yeah. to have a lot of complexity that he had to show under a very dead-looking face, mm-hmm. which he pulled off.
0: Yeah, he's really dead. And everyone everyone was saying like that this was career suicide by taking this role. Yeah, I, so I did... <laughs> that, that turned out... I good. did a
2: little research, and... Found a couple of interesting details, which was that uh, when they were putting the movie together, they were the first person to be thought of. So the original person to be thought of as Patrick Bateman was Tom Cruise. Oh, Tom Cruise. Because he's the model for the character, apparently. And they were thinking maybe they could actually get him for the movie. And then it was Johnny Depp. Young Johnny Depp was... Considered, and then the big one was Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, who was said. like,
4: No, man, that's career suicide. I think Leonardo DiCaprio could have done a good job. I don't think that Tom Cruise or Johnny Depp would have been quite right for that. No, Johnny
1: De- Johnny, Ch- Johnny Depp isn't yeah. a good actor, He's very so. handsome.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: think he could have pulled that off,
4: <laughs> but ultimately, even Christian Bell, I think, did a better job than Leonardo DiCaprio could have done, mm-hmm. which is hard to say because I mean, like, Leonardo DiCaprio pretty fucking good.
1: So, yeah, there aren't many that like you get into an acting contest with Leo. Not many are coming out on top with that one. I mean, you go look at that motherfucker's film role, and it's. I I don't think there are many actors who have as many credits as him, and I don't think he's done a bad movie in a long time like mm-hmm. everything he does is just fucking he's so better at right. acting than
4: i am at acting as oh. myself in my everyday life <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the rumors were that because this he had just done titanic and so the rumors were that they, he really wanted to do it but that everyone around him was just like no you can't do it because having just done titanic if had been doing too- that, it would have been, like, it, all of his fans would have yeah. just, like... Yeah,
4: because all of his fans were like, 14-year-old girls. Yeah,
2: they're all young girls, so... And they
3: so...
1: Or 18-year-old girls. And, yeah. He... And he ends up doing a way worse Wall Street movie uh- <laughs> 25 <laughs> well, years, in the, saying, 30, five years right in the future. 35 years in the future, whatever.
4: Titanic, uh, he had such a baby face back then yeah. that I'm wondering how... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just super, like, in love with how Christian Bale did this role yeah. and, like, it's hard well, to imagine. Yeah.
1: else. I, I've never seen Leo that cut either yeah. cuz Jesus Christ this <laughs> motherfucker's got like washboard abs and everything like that. He's cut mm-hmm. as a fucking like it's like a boxer kind of like that kind mm-hmm. of cut like you know. Mm-hmm. He's Yeah. It was something. I don't think yeah, I've seen Leo I mean, like Christian
4: that. Bell, like bulked up for Batman and the body type there was way more like a uh, buff like not
1: buffer yeah buffer but you know what i mean like thicker yeah and in this one it felt being really it, slimmed down. muscular yeah yeah i think i mean it also goes it goes to what we're talking about like being all about the surface because it's not about like muscle like, like that is more like for fighting right this muscle yeah. isn't <laughs> this yeah. muscle is to look good and uh yeah well, you, sell his you and know, if you spend so much image. time
4: working on all of these different aspects of your outward appearance it doesn't leave you a lot of time to be really self-reflective or really develop anything like that mm-hmm. and also somebody pointed out that it was weird that you never hear about you don't know anything about patrick bateman at all
3: mm-hmm. like
4: you he might mention when he went where he went to school but parents family in general mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. anything nothing there's no. nothing in the department that
3: just
1: his dad, he had the line about his dad. Well, that was the his up, whatever, uh, like future father. Or whatever. I thought that yeah.
4: was his girlfriend's dad owning the company. Yeah, I think that was Re- They were
2: talking mm. about Reese Withers. Oh, was that okay? Dad, yeah,
4: that
2: he oh, okay. was gonna marry in.
3: Uh,
1: mm, oh, because the way he said it was like your dad, I didn't maybe. I thought that's what it was, but yeah.
2: I yeah, but I'm not sure. But maybe. um, she's awesome yeah. in the movie too. Reese She's really good. And
1: the- I mean, this was this was a couple. Yeah, what year did uh, *Legally Blonde* come out? Before because that's that I want to Lally say Lally *Legally Blonde*.
4: I was already. The- I was kind of relative to what I was doing in my life when I watched <laughs> the
0: movie. <laughs> I-, I want to say that was actually after. I mean, yeah, was like, mm-hmm. a, it was like a year after.
1: Yeah, I was pretty close though. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Yeah, so. and
0: and you know they do like the whole breakup scene in like a very similar situation in yeah, both yeah. these like the a restaurant. restaurant break. Yeah, she's really good at that scene.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> space.
1: If she only, if yeah, she only, yeah. knew, I was just say, yeah. Oh, if she only knew who she was like making no, a scene definitely. with. And,
2: <laughs> exactly, she got lucky.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, he couldn't kill her. <laughs> he probably knew he couldn't kill her. Right, because, it's too know, close to home. Yeah, but
4: he was getting pretty uh pretty sloppy there at yeah. the end.
2: But he, of course, uh, when he kills Paul Allen, the famous uh, scene where he talks about Huey Lewis and the News, and uh, the fact <laughs> that you maybe do have to kind of be a serial killer to be a Huey Lewis <laughs> fan. No, I just kidding. Mm-hmm. I actually liked Huey Lewis when I was I- young. Uh, when I, like, he was a, he was huge back in the day. Yeah, in sports. It, yep, like he was massive. Yeah,
1: he. That scene is so great, and I love it. And they, uh, I think the, all the time when watching this, that the Einstein Kill song Hit to Be Scared," which is a play on mm-hmm. American Psycho, and just him doing the, the how well they redid that scene, and it's just like the dance you know, man, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah is that a
2: raincoat?
1: But yes. yeah, he, 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 it's such a.
2: And I love how he has the newspaper <laughs> all neatly taped. Right underneath floor. them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All the furniture is covered but, with tarps.
1: But that... And one of the first things in that movie, in the whole movie that you start... That it, and it's crazy after he just acts the motherfucker to death. He fucking drags that body through the fucking lobby, and it's just leaving a streak of blood behind it. And it's just like the most... The, uh, what?
2: The, <laughs> because the desk, the guy, this dirty guy at the desk just kind of knocks yeah. at him as he goes by.
4: Because rich people have their cleaners Mm -hmm. automatically. And by cleaners, I mean, like, fixers. So they don't have to worry about shit like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, and so, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this as we get closer to the end. But uh, re-watching, you know, the movie multiple times now and and sort of wanting to pay closer attention to the whole, like, is is what's happening kind of real or is it in his head? Kind of question about the story. One thing I did notice is he drags that bag through the lobby, and there's a trail of blood. But not everything. outside. But when he, but when he gets outside, and there's no trail of blood On in the, the lobby sidewalk yeah. or in the lobby, even you can see. Oh shoot! There. I
4: didn't look in the in the lobby. And I just looked no at the sidewalk. I was like, wait a minute.
2: And it's like that could be a continuity <laughs> error, or it could be a clue that that's either. true.
1: But I mean that continuity is a thing that is truly hard to follow in this film. If you're like, just because it's, it's the not like non-reliable, uh, you know, perspective of the narrator, right? He, he, everything's going through him. So you have no idea if this motherfucker is just like, and that's like, I think that's the response. Lots of people have the first time they watch this film. It's like, what the fuck just happened for like, you know, the last 10 minutes and then nobody notices. And then, uh, and you, the second time, like because that's one of those things that shows up all the time over the years, right? Like that debate: is this real or a dream? And the mm-hmm. the I think Brent is Brent, Brent. right? Or is it Brent? Yeah, Easter Ellis or whatever his name is. He uh, he said it was all real, or who the 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 writer said it was all real. Uh, the not the writer, the director said it too when she was doing it, it was supposed to be all I real. I, I think yeah, and something so, like that or
4: something along the lines of like oh, it's if it works for you, if it's real. if great if it doesn't work if, if it works for you that it's not real as well what well, yeah. i realized on this viewing i yeah. prefer that it's
2: real we I all like prefer story, that it's real but i like I me too story works better yeah. if it's real than if it's not
4: although somebody brought up a, an interesting uh, approach half and half some of it is real some of it is not real
2: there is for sure things that don't i mean obviously there are things that happen in the movie that don't happen in real life of course like when they ATM since mm. <laughs> how
4: was that gonna go
0: Maybe <laughs> a stray cat
4: especially <laughs> that freak out
0: near the end when,
4: of like that." The... <laughs> well that was that I mean uh, that great scene where he's um, he's running through downtown and he's just shooting everybody <laughs> and then he's shooting at the cops with a handgun and he manages to yeah. create this giant explosion and then he looks at the gun like what? They, what? With, <laughs> which by the way, has
2: been totally copied in so many movies and big movies where that happens. You ever see... You know, I can't think of a single example off the top of my head, but that's become like a common yeah. thing now where like a, somebody two? shoots it, yeah, there's yeah. a huge explosion, and then they look at the gun like, what? But I don't want to jump in too much because obviously we don't want to skip the uh, scenes with the prostitutes. The prostitutes. To the prostitutes. Yeah, we don't want to skip the prostitutes.
4: We don't want to skip the prostitutes. <laughs> So they have to be blonde. They have to. I don't know if they have to be blue-eyed, right? Or I can't remember who says that. But they're blonde. blonde.
2: There's like the red-haired.
4: Well, she's not a prostitute. She's a friend.
2: Oh
1: yeah, and uh, Mm -hmm. she knows she's an escort, isn't she? Oh no, that was the the, the first. That was the second one, right? Yeah, the eye. I'm thinking of the the other one was like more of like a high class one, like Mm a call a call girl. (laughs) Yeah.
4: But it was like, well, you know, he's looking for blondes, and it made me feel better about being a plum brunette until I remember songs of the Lambs*. So.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would
4: you? Would
1: you? No, I, I, my, I have to say, like that the, like the the one character in this movie that you watch and go, well, you fucking deserve that is that blonde prostitute because I'm sorry this dude beat the living shit out of you Desperate for the- and you decide that it's some, a, you know, yeah. She was enticed by
2: that huge wad of cash mm-hmm. where she was just like, uh,
1: I, I know it's desperation. I assume they were trying to sell this. This girl looked like mean, she was not okay. Let's rate our, our, our places where sex workers, you know, stand. And she was about like, one was the best. 10 was the worst. Was like a nine and a half. Like no, she was she under was a, a bridge. Like there's <laughs> <Like, laughs> something. It looked like under a bridge in, in an industrial right, wor- district. It's like yeah, a yeah. and I'm like, they're there for you. Yeah, she didn't have. Yeah, she she didn't look have like primary real estate. And you go, she was desperate, but I, he beat the shit out of you the last time, and you yeah, it's it's money's you not worth that. and and look what happened. But it was,
2: and I (laughs) like how they kind of showed it, like, she was not, like, the sort of movie, like, sexy, hot prostitute. She, you could see how it was, Mm -hmm. like, strictly a job for her. I love
4: that, actually. she was, not into it. Mm -hmm. Even the first time around, her and the other (laughs) prostitute were, like, just, they were, uh, they were, there wasn't even that pretense that we like you. There's not that pretense that we're enjoying ourselves, that we enjoy your apartment, that we enjoy the food. And they're not partying. No, they're just kind of staring at him. And whenever he says something, he's asking a They they're quick to answer back what he wants to hear, and then to do what he wants to them to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Which is what they're paid for. Right? And, but it's just I the mean. that sort of like apathy or even disgust in their eyes. And that's what I really liked about the second time around when this when the when she comes back around for you know the second time when she gets killed, the look in her face of just like
3: mm-hmm.
4: whatever, you know. <laughs> And she, it's like, she's <laughs> watching him,
2: like, she knows there's something really off about him, and so she watches him, like, she's ready yeah. for when he flips out, you know? Yeah. And he
4: cares not at all. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't care that uh, that they're,
3: mm-hmm. yeah.
4: like, it, it's just, it's enough that they're there and that they're warm.
3: Yeah.
4: So,
1: I just pictured now, as we are talking about the scene, that, like, the reason she starts screaming is because he, like, bit her, like... Labia off or something like that, like because oh, yeah. he's under the blanket, yeah. isn't he? Like when yeah, he, and then because you don't see it, and you're like, oh, this motherfucker's like going down, like attacking her vagina, like it's an Arby's roast beef sandwich.
0: That's and right. are- <laughs> And you see the the blood yeah. stain on the on the sheets. Yeah, too.
1: but but you but you couldn't you don't know exactly uh-huh. what he did. Like <laughs> they just kind of go, he just did something they really fucked up.
4: Uh, uh,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I haven't yeah. read the book, but I've heard it's way more gory and, yeah, and violence in the
4: book. Like, <laughs> there, I don't. There, we might not be allowed to talk about some of the different punishments that he dulls out. What? Well, uh, there, there
2: really isn't a lot of violence or no. like literal gore and on the. No, it's out. all off screen. Yeah, there's blood splatter yeah. and stuff, but mm-hmm. not a lot of literal. You don't even get to see a
4: lot of wounds either. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: can I say real quick about the sex scene before we go? My favorite part of that whole scene is oh, him yeah, like yeah. flexing in the mirror while like, so. he <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like, no. uh, he's like getting off to the image of him he, he turns himself on. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs>
0: and the best the best part about like that entire ordeal though was just how like Christian Bale would like draw up in sick figures what positions he wanted to shoot for the scene <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like showed it to, to to the director and like it's like okay like hot, okay, that's like one of the strangest things about this movie it's like okay i want to do this this and this so i never
1: he- i never heard that before Why? <laughs>
0: Yeah, (laughs) Like his, uh, and that's, like, (sighs) his book that
2: Chloe Sevigny finds. Oh, yeah. Where it's all, like, the stick figure, like, sex (laughs) and violence in in his book where he's been Mm -hmm. handling.
4: Shouldn't Chloe know more about the fact that he doesn't do shit since she's his secretary? Yeah, but she's, like, the
2: She's like the country girl who moved to the city, and she's just like,
4: oh, no, I just stare whatever. at this phone that never rings. Yeah, she was kind
2: of <laughs> like, when well, she probably deals with a lot of his stuff for
4: him. Like his know? personal stuff, like picking up, a- mm-hmm. dry cleaning. Up I think
1: she, she must be like his favorite person in the whole world, too, because he could have killed her very yeah. easily, what, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, And he sends her off. Where, and, uh, which
2: he. She, he invites her over and he's going to kill her and then he yeah. decides not but he does that there's that cool interaction where he's like I think you should go I, I may hurt you And she or thinks, I can't help myself yeah, he, <laughs> she thinks he's talking about like emotionally and the fact that he has a girlfriend <laughs> like, he's like I may hurt you and <laughs> something bad will happen and she's just like oh okay you know because she thinks he's talking about you know relationship stuff but yeah, I agree. He he likes her about, for real because yeah, she's yeah. like she's a good person and she doesn't really do anything. Not that he chooses his victims based on whether they're good or bad or anything like that, but I think she's so completely innocent because she does something. He's gonna kill her and yeah. she does something that makes him it's, stop. And it's
4: his girlfriend calls. His girlfriend calls and reads with a spoon yeah. and she leaves a message about how She's I don't know looking forward to seeing him or some shit like mm-hmm. that because she sort of thought that they were have they were starting a they were going to start a relationship legitly right leg- legitimately and uh, and but I mean this is the story that's playing out in her head
3: mm-hmm. but on
4: his side I'm not quite sure what did it I mean you might say like yeah okay so he likes her enough not to kill her but I don't know if that's in character or <laughs> within range of his uh, <laughs> emotional ability. Well, I think he kills I mean I think he does sort of kill
2: people he thinks are beneath him because he kills that homeless he yeah. kills that homeless guy and, and he stops dog, gives him a speech about how he doesn't contribute to the world and mm-hmm. he should get a job and all that and then he victimizes the prostitutes and stuff and so he does kind of go after people that he sees as being, although he does kill Paul Allen
1: I mean, he thinks. I I was gonna say, he thinks everyone's beneath him. That I mean, so you're not really, you're not like ruling out. And that's why he hates Paul Allen so much, right? Because he he thinks he's below him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he does see Paul
2: Allen that way. He's pissed that people like Paul Allen so much.
4: But you know, and he's not even concerned with appearing really intelligent either. That's something that I mean, you were saying like he kills every, he dislikes Mm -hmm. everybody because he thinks everybody is beneath him, but. I agree with that, but isn't it weird how like he doesn't even get hung up on being the the smartest or the strongest or the—he just has to be like an overall uh, more praised or more. Well, no, uh,
2: he wants to fit in. Yeah, I just want to fit
3: in.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you even like. He, the way he talks about shit when he gets into Paul's apartment, like that's one of the first things he says, right? It's it's obviously more expensive. It's nothing to do with like whatever. I mean, he I think he mentions later it overlooks the park or something, but he's just just like Bet- it's, it's expensive. It. Is the thing yeah. he points out? It's not like it looks nicer. It's bigger. The blonde, it's more expensive.
2: Uh, uh, Prostitution. Like, like, I like the- this place
4: better. <laughs> yeah, it's nicer than your old place not
2: that nice i finally that part i finally got to because in earlier viewings of the movie it used to kind of confuse me the way that he was using paul allen's apartment and his apartment back and forth Mm -hmm. he would sort of use yeah to kill people and do stuff at paul allen's and then he would also and it, it used to throw me off because I wasn't picking up on the fact that he that's what he was doing. And then yeah. this viewing, I was finally like, oh, I see. Like he's basically me using too. Paul Allen's that's as pretty, like his I, murder spot, and then his home spot is basically just his home
4: after clearing up after Paul Allen.
0: Well, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run out of room in the refrigerator you for your separate heads.
4: You to uh, you're gonna run out of closet space,
0: space you, you know.
4: And you know what's interesting, though? I, I really, uh, mm-hmm. I would have really loved. I haven't read the book. I I read some ex uh, excerpts regarding the violence, but <laughs> but I haven't actually read the book. Uh, but I was gonna say that. I don't know if this this happened in the text, but. In the movie, there's when when the uh, the blonde prostitute is running around trying to run away from him, and she's going through all the rooms, and she's seen all the dead bodies all over the place. Mm-hmm. She's also seen uh, really uh, chaotic scenes of of uh, destruction. Like he's been destroying the apartment, he's been writing on the walls, right, right. he's been wrecking the place, which is completely like not. Mm-hmm. It's kind of out of character for him, and I would have loved to have seen that part. I don't know if that's really called out in the book or if it's something that's only in the movie, but. That's something that's not cool, calm, and collected. That's something that's not, like, classy. You know, like, all of the different things that he likes to portray himself as. Mm-hmm. Like, he would have had to have been very, um, like, just very animalistic during the... Uh, aside from the fact that he murders people. But you know what I mean? Like, it's it's got to be, like, he's got to be pretty uh, crazy when he's, you know, wrecking the apartment and writing, die, yuppie scum on the wall. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, So... I mean, if it all is real and like, like we assume here, then do you think that like some, whoever he left that apartment to Paul did decided to sell it. So they have a real estate agent come in and she finds 15 bodies and goes, well, that's going to take a while to clean up this apartment. So I'm just going to get rid of the bodies. It, like is it was a yeah, real estate I, agent. That's that what did? I, like I mean
2: mm-hmm. is that. Because I I feel like this is yeah. kind of the thing about the movie in general is that is that in New York in this world they're so like turning over that apartment and getting new tenants in it and getting the maximum price that's the most important thing and so much but
4: more valuable
0: yeah
2: it's yeah. more valuable to so bring
4: it back out yeah, than it day, is to
2: turn it into a crime
4: scene right the idea would be that either some uh, building staff or a neighbor discovered the bodies, told somebody that wasn't immediately the police. And then that person maybe communicated to uh, the, the, the owner, which then just immediately cleaned it up. And, well, and I like to think that's what happened. And <laughs> especially when yeah. he has that scene with
2: the real estate agent woman who comes and talks to him there. And there's this, cause I was thinking about it while watching the scene and there's this part where he goes to the closet where all the bodies, or a bunch of bodies, Mm -hmm. were being hung in the closet and he's shocked to see that there's nothing there, but there's like the paint cans where they've been repainting it and cleaning it up. Mm -hmm. And then she comes and talks to him, and there's this point in the conversation where she looks past him at the closet, and then she kind of gets this look of realization on her face, and that's when she starts to kind of usher him out of the, where she's she's like, okay, she's got some balls! I think in my head canon, I think she knew about her, the state of the apartment yeah and realized when she when she, yeah. she put two and two together when she saw him being shocked about the closet she was like oh shit either this guy is the one who killed the people or he's directly connected to the people who did this yeah and now we need yeah. to get
4: this guy out of here right now yeah you know, kind of thing and
2: she basically is just
4: like, you have to go but she's very strong and there's almost a, a little sense of threat in her voice where yeah, she's in control mm. which is very like that's uh, that it's it's interesting that the power is with her you know mm. what I mean where she didn't show any fear she was like you mm. need to go now mm. don't come back and I was like shit lady you kill you
1: you have to be, a, oh, have to be yeah. a badass bitch to be like, okay, I'm going to go get rid of 15 bodies just and to paint an apartment to make a commission, man. You, you're not fucking around. Either that or there, there's yeah. like organized well, there's crime that too, connection. Right? That's I also mean, a distinct like possibility just, because... I
2: mean, we're obviously just yeah. speculating, but uh, I mean, of course, yeah, in New York, the owner of the building, like, who knows who owns that building? If there's like any sort of organized crime mm-hmm. connection in any way, then like yeah, yeah. they would just clean that up instantly. Mm-hmm. But also, I gotta say, you know, we've mentioned before that we live in San Francisco, and the idea that, like, they would just clean out dead bodies and rewrite an apartment so that they could like, make as much money as possible, like New York, like, that, it's like, I, yeah, like,
4: first of all... Except here they wouldn't paint it. They're like, as is!
2: But I mean, in you know, Obviously, in the real world, it, they would do the crime scene and they would involve the police. But the part that is 100 percent real is that they would just paint that apartment, flip it and just rent it out. It's not like there's going to be anything at all where they're going to talk about or in any way, talk, you know, bring up what happened there. It's just like they're even if they all know exactly yeah. what happened there. No one's gonna say a thing about it either. Would you guys live in a
4: really cool murder apartment?
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Well here's it... here's the thing, like they don't technically have to like disclose whether or not someone has died in the apartment complex unless, you know, whoever is looking to buy asks them. So, you because know, otherwise you gotta get the murder discount. cow, you know, if you got so many bodies and each people it's, die every it's day. <laughs> And I,
2: and I think it also yeah. ties into the other aspects of the story where uh, he, where Bateman tells multiple people throughout the story that he's a serial killer. He, he literally will just be like, I, you know, yeah. he, he says, I'm in murders and executions. And <laughs> he says, murders and executions. <laughs> like, he's always trying to tell people what he does. But nobody wants to hear it because nobody
4: cares. It, yeah, it's the
2: same thing like with the apartment where it's just like this is our little world where we go to nice restaurants and we drive nice cars and everything is perfect in our lives. We don't wanna hear about your problems or your weird right. stuff that you do or anything. We're just like not interested in anything that doesn't have to do with going out to restaurants right. or you know, whatever.
4: And ultimately like it doesn't matter what's going on inside you know it's uh it, it um so long as the outside is fitting into whatever it is that you're doing like you there, there there is no need for even if you're not a serial killer you could just be complete like you could sit quietly on your couch for eight hours until it's time to get up and go to work you know what I mean where it's like you don't there there's a, a it's perfectly fine for you to have nothing else going on inside
1: yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, that's the 80s, right? Shallow and all mm-hmm. about the exterior. It's why this film is so like the 80s and it was shot in the late 90s, right? So, or whatever. So, it's uh, another
2: uh, thought about this movie, too, was that this movie gives me strong Fight Club vibes, also. Mm. I felt it felt I feel like those movies mm. sort of
0: are doing a
2: similar thing. And You don't know what's real, vibe. what is real. Mm-hmm. And, and kind of making commentaries. There's about a lot,
4: like, there's the existential crisis that all the characters are going through, mm-hmm. where at least, yeah, this, this character. And kind of that's commentary. what it is, right? I mean, ultimately.
2: Well, and I th- also I think, like, the real world, like, you could say, like, the real world equivalent of this story would be if Pat Bateman was, like, a drug addict or, like, a hardcore alcoholic where... He's not a serial killer, but his life is so completely falling apart, and yet everybody around him just doesn't really care because they'd have to do something if they cared. Yeah, they would have to do something, and as long as he's maintaining his outward appearance, then (laughs) it's like that's all that matters. You know, beyond that, it doesn't matter.
0: and I really like the the entire scene when he's like trying to confess on the phone after everything starts to go haywire. When he's on, yeah. he's a loose cannon at that point because he's literally shooting up everyone. And you know the entire time he's like confessing to his lawyer, he's talking about all of these events that didn't actually happen in the movie. All that stuff was like mm-hmm. something actually happened in the book, which I thought was pretty interesting. So like it definitely feeds into the whole: well, Did this mm-hmm. something actually happen, or is it all? And innocent? that's
2: part of. I think that's also from his perspective. He doesn't know whether he's actually like in that end section when he's flipping out it's like he i think he is not sure whether he's done these things because the way the apartment's yeah. cleaned up he's like did i use this as my murder den or Didn't they murder a bunch of people?
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's the like you said he looks down at the gun he looks out mm-hmm. of the gun, like, did this? Like, is this real? Is this a thing? That, you don't shoot a car and it blows up. Like, that's that's the look he's giving it. So it's like, yeah, he, he doesn't even know if like he's fucking bonkers. And that's it's Christian Bale's acting, like you guys were talking about. It's like so good that he sells. Like, this man is his reality does not mean anything anymore. His reality is like, I can't even confess. It it just it makes you go, this motherfucker probably started, like, walked into Union Station and just started stabbing people in the middle of the, you know, like, that's how, like, it's gonna keep escalating and with this motherfucker, he, right? So.
2: He meets his lawyer at the restaurant, and his lawyer doesn't know
1: who he
3: is. <laughs> yeah. Nobody
1: knows who anyone is because nobody yes. cares. It's all, is it id? Is id, like, self-interest or whatever? I, I don't know. <sighs> the fucking all the Freud shit but whatever he's just like one giant block of that it's only about him 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 Mm him him you know
0: well it doesn't help that you know all these guys are, are going to the same tailor a lot of them have the same framed glasses really the only difference is most of the Wall Street guys wear Rolex but you know Rolex you know when they found out what the like how violent the movie actually was they're like okay everyone can have a Rolex except for Christian Bale's character which is why, like when he when he says ah. like not to touch the watch, he doesn't say roll. I always thought in it was scene. interesting
4: that after he has that conversation uh, with his lawyer, yeah. the lawyer, even though he it was a very um, sort of psychotic exchange that he has with Christian Bale or with Patrick, like he when he moves on, he's uh-huh. very like he's the, the lawyer's worked up, right? He's like this isn't funny anymore. I'm leaving. Blah blah. blah. But then like he just kind of forgets, you know, and then he. You see him later in the scene where he's talking to other people. He's completely relaxed. He's just having a normal, or not normal, but he's having a conversation with somebody and completely un, unbothered yeah. by what just happened, which was, even if you don't believe uh, the recording that was left for him, at least you would see like, hey man, this guy's really fucking losing it. At the very least, if it were me, it would be like...
3: Yeah. yeah.
4: What, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: like... Did Did I... Did I hear somewhere? Did Christian Bale, like, is he, like, capable of, like, making himself, like, sweat? Because he sweats the entire film. Like, when he's, like, I think I read something or heard something about that. Like, that he, like, he, because he's, like, he's so moist the whole movie. I think I read he, like, I don't know if it's crazy. I'm, I'm bonkers, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, look at, again, abs. I just, I, could never have apps like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and get in porn inspiration from stick figures.
1: <laughs> I mean, gotta. I mean, it was the '80s. He like he if he had a he didn't have the internet. He had to go rent his porn. Maybe mm-hmm. he was desperate. <laughs> like, he didn't have any porn. Oh,
2: yeah. oh my god! And I love that. That was um, that just reminded me. Speaking of like, renting and stuff. Uh, one of my favorite lines, I don't know, it wasn't one of my favorite lines until I just watched it again, and then it just popped out, was when uh, he's breaking up with Ree- Reese Witherspoon. and when he starts freaking out, and he gets up and walks out. Yeah, And she's like, wait, and he's like, I have to go return some video <laughs> That was the best. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why, but just, I thought, I thought, yeah. wrong excuse. Another weird... thing,
0: so the, uh,
1: yeah, like, he says that like three times, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: that, it's like, yeah. that, that yeah. alibi would not hold up. Uh, I was going to say, like, how <laughs> come
4: he doesn't kill the redheaded dude in the bathroom? So is he? So he's so thrown off by having a homoerotic I think... exchange that because he, he he's so upset, he washes his hands with his gloves on.
3: Yeah, that's part <laughs> right. of <what>
4: <laughs> I, that. W-
1: like the whole thing is, it's another thing, it's another like weird interaction in like, you yeah. have to go, did he like that more than he thought he was going, like, like again, like he can't, this is the late 80s you know, I mean, the the AIDS crisis and all that stuff going like strong and it's like I, it, people were still gay but there wasn't like things they were like, you know, front and center about it. so you have to wonder if he goes, I like that but yeah, I I can't because it's not you know for for that that persona he's also, putting out he everywhere was and, so
2: thrown off because he want you know he wanted uh, the guy to be afraid afraid and he was turned on and, you
3: know
2: but then he was so thrown off that he wasn't afraid at all like that that wasn't even a whatever in his mind at yeah. all that so he was just I, like I so can't relaxed. go through with it I can't. I, but I also kinda of wonder the if, if some tapes. <laughs> yeah. But I also kinda of wonder if it was similar to uh Chloe Sevier's character where He's thrown off he's by the so, reaction or
3: something? The or?
2: reaction but also the character is so like innocent and yeah. so yeah. like non-offensive that he's just like, I can't. He's like, I can't kill you because you're just like... Because
4: he's too puppy dog. Yeah, and
2: he's just like, you're not too... You're not a shitty enough person for mm-hmm. me to kill you. And the yeah. fact that you like me and are attracted to me and everything, he's just like, ah, oh, I can't do that.
4: Because he was a pretty likable character mm-hmm. with his red bow ties. <laughs> I liked him. It is... It, yeah, he's it kind of interesting because it's like...
2: He... Patrick is sort of like a mon- a monster, you know? And so it's like... A Valentino suit. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like if you don't react to him like he's a monster, then he can't do his thing, you know? Oh. <laughs> in a way, sort of. Mm-hmm.
1: So, it, you're talking about the mo- in the suit, it remind me of, after he kills Paul, in the raincoat, why... Why, 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 why? Does he immediately take it off when his head's still... Co- <laughs> you sit there going... You obviously did this so you didn't ruin your suit. You get one drop of blood on that fucking $10,000 plus suit that I'm guessing, is, you know... You, you're going to get brune it right away anyways with the, all the effort you just put on to have this raincoat, which, A, is see-through, so... You, you can look as good as, you know, whatever. And B, like, you're in New York City, people carry umbrellas. Not, like, he
2: always <sighs> loses it. You know, he, he always hits those points in the movie where he completely loses
4: it. Um, Although he doesn't mind taking blood, yeah, <laughs> anything to the dry cleaners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no,
4: <laughs> that sheet
1: is like, what did he, what he say? Like, I something. spilled yeah. marinara sauce on it or something. And but mm-hmm. it, he's only. And he's only talking to, like, he's yelling at the woman in, like, English, and she's yelling at him in Chinese. Yeah, I mean, I love, and
3: <laughs>
2: I love it when he if freaks I... out so much that he starts laughing and freaks Like, mean, when yeah. he
4: always, like, he yeah. hits that point
2: where he's, yeah. like, doing his, like, like sarcastic ooh, laughing. Like, yeah.
4: Totally. Not sarcastic, but
2: I don't know what the word but is. It's, but it's, it's like, it's not so real laughing. laughter. Yeah. yeah.
4: Like, anger laughing. Best. <laughs> I love that
2: <laughs> when he does that. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah he does that he looks almost like man like like it's completely fake emotion at that point because obviously he wants to yell but he's like okay I'm gonna smile so they don't know what the fuck like, I wanna fucking like, kill you or not not,
2: not to be like too, not to be too revealing about myself like I'm some psycho but
4: it's, every episode.
2: but the way <laughs> holy, the way it's like that's like <laughs> my internal monologue sometimes like the way he acts like Josh Where it's like you wanna just like you know what I mean? It's like in your head you're like, like yelling and screaming, but you're just
1: like, I'm not gonna so, actually so- like
4: Is that what's going on every time we're hanging out? Julie.
1: So <laughs> In the near future, when John goes to trial for murder, gonna, this clip is going to be inserted. And then I was thinking that Patrick <laughs> like, Bateman is a slow like, guy.
4: Like, like that I would like, describe as mild mannered. No, <laughs> you know,
2: it's like he's like how, like if like you know when people he just represents like when people lose it and just like can't control themselves. He's like the Karen. Videos that you see, like when he like starts losing it on the on the laundry at the laundromat. The, that actually, I mean, that yeah. is right. I mean, I said that, like, but now that I say it, it's like that is literally like his freak out at the laundromat. Like you see that on YouTube, people doing that uh, in real life, losing <laughs> their shit, losing their shit yeah. over nothing,
4: basically just that straw
0: that brought the camel's back. So. Yeah, and then when the when the other girl comes in in that scene, it's like, well, he's like, can you talk to these people? I'm just not getting through to them. It's like, well, what <laughs> is she going to do? Like, she's going to speak in English, too.
1: It's another, another. he's like, my time's more important. Can you de- deal with this for me? Like, he just mm-hmm. thinks that everyone's, everyone in the world is just there to service it, And they all think that. It's like, narcissism right like it's all about them you know yeah, every single like time a, it's all about uh, them freak so, almost like yeah.
2: jim carrey-esque level oh, of okay. like going crazy you know
4: well he did i mean not to yeah you know calm out but uh, it, didn't he have like some uh he, he was put on blast because he went off on some oh and the batman that, that it it batman? yeah where he yelled at the
3: lighting On
1: Dark Knight, guy. yeah, 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 like, really, yeah. Wasn't the
4: lighting guy was, like, wasn't he, like, talking to something yeah,
1: through I, a scene? Or... He, he, did, he did something that, like, if you hear about it and, like, about the people who are, like, the guy was being an asshole no, on the set. Yeah. I mean, Christian Bale probably, I mean, just, just a small chance he might have overreacted, but it's, like, he obviously pissed other people off because someone I mean, got the shit out you there, keep right? Your so, trap
4: shut when the like, if everybody,
3: breaks,
1: right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly the smartest of ideas. So, so then. <laughs> uh, Christian, he's one of those intense actors. I mean, talking about Leto and how you know, we all hear his crazy shit, right? There's like. A lot of those really, really mm-hmm. intense actors in this movie. A lot so it's of
2: early eight people like those. Uh, all his I mean, friends,
4: Justin. Uh, they're all what's that dude's name? stuff. Yeah, the dude with the dark hair that's having an affair with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. who then went on to later date Jennifer Aniston. He was in Mulholland Drive, mm-hmm. but I can't remember his name. I think his first name was Justin.
3: Yeah,
4: he's been in a bunch of really good roles too, mm-hmm. but but somehow not. Huge enough for me to remember his last name.
2: Yeah. I can't think of I, I recognize all of them from other stuff, but I can't think of what they're in. But definitely all those people are kinda of got more popular. And that was Christian Bale's first obviously he did child acting yeah. and was in that uh Spielberg movie Empire of the Sun. Yeah,
4: was he wasn't he like a newsies or
2: something? I think yeah newsies as well. He, he Child actor, but this was his first movie, really? kind of as an adult. Ooh. His big kind of breakout as an adult actor, and apparently he was, want you know, the director wanted him while they were trying. The studio was trying to get
3: uh, Leonardo, Leonardo,
2: yeah. But they apparently, she already wanted to work with Christian you know. yeah, And of course, it. we should mention that. uh Brett Easton Ellis caught a lot of flack for writing the book and was considered to, it was considered to be pretty sexist, even though he apparently thought, it, it, he went meant it as a satire, and it got kind of interpreted literally. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, famously, um, I can't remember her name, the director
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: and, the writer, and the co-writer, they b- both wrote it, uh, yeah. decided to sort of take on the project for that reason and to kind of change the story and kind of make it like, you know, what they want, hoped it would, you know, make it more of a satire. Obviously,
4: Well, in the book, he's pretty vicious. He, a lot of the vicious things that he does mm-hmm. are particularly towards women. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but that's kind of true for, like, our genre in particular. Everyone just assumes mm-hmm. it. Yeah. oh my god, everyone well, just hates the women. The thing
2: is, in the movie, if you don't... I haven't read the book, but if you don't consider the book, in the movie, he does do a lot of violence against women, but it, oddly, the most kind of pivotal murder and the most important murder is Paul Allen, which that's... is kind of interesting, though.
1: Yeah. And, I mean... You we, we talked about it. he, he the kicks parent. up. I mean, he stabs a homeless dude. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's, he's, he doesn't discriminate. It, it, I think that, especially again, but it goes with his sexism and he just takes whoever but apparently he can, in right? Book, it's, I don't it more, think
2: it does specifically target in the book, it targets women more. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Clearly. And then obviously, as we mentioned there isn't a ton of... It's more torture gore stuff. ...gore and violence. There's a lot of gore in the book. And But it, we get that chainsaw scene, which kind of reminds me of Texas. He's watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, and it's kind of reminiscent the way he's yeah. running around with the chainsaw, and he throws the chainsaw.
4: There's, I don't know if I can talk about this too much, but I know in the book he, like, he I, starves Am I right? And we'll just leave it at that. Oh, and then... And then, uh...
1: Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Does, I am I the only guy here though who's a little concerned about running <laughs> with a chainsaw in front of them but while naked? I, like a really cool
2: <laughs> custom chainsaw that's all silver plated.
1: Which which <laughs> reminds me of uh, uh, the chainsaw from yeah, uh, Two Texas Chainsaw Two. Like mm-hmm. th- it's all shiny like that. Or is that Three that has the shiny
0: one? I don't remember. Either way, I would not run naked with the chainsaw. Yeah, so, you know, you does. might accidentally circumcise yourself a little bit too much.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a, kind of a terrifying thought. I mean, I because if you fall on the chainsaw, you're dead, right? That's okay. You t- you're taking out of the equation. But if you just like kind of trip and your dick goes, and some stuff can happen for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Horrifying thought process, man. But yeah, it's horrifying great, thought process. I,
2: I think it wasn't a big hit when it came out, but it seems like definitely people are liking it. A lot more I
4: don't know. Now. I feel like it was, there was always, I remember it, there being a lot of talk about it. Mm-hmm. I remember everybody talking about it. Was it was controversial for sure. Yeah. And it, I remember watching
1: yeah. it. I think it's been, a, it's been a hipster movie, it feels like, since it came out. Like, it's like the. If you're into cinema, like, it's... You know, like, you're Quentin Tarantino. Like, oh, yeah, that's how... You love cinema. But, like, it's one of those movies... Like, I think it's one of those I movies mean, like Silence of the Lambs or people who don't I mean, like horror, is, love it. You know what I mean?
2: almost so. sort of a psychological thriller in a way. It's almost not... I mean, it is a horror movie, but I can yeah. see how non-horror fans would like it, could like it, because you could watch it and sort of not... Necessarily watch it from a horror face perspective, but more sort of like a social satire sure.
3: perspective.
4: And hey, we just mentioned that uh, there isn't a, there isn't any gore in it.
2: Yeah, not it's not too extreme.
4: It's all a extreme. lot of blood. It's all implied. A lot of blood splatter.
1: I mean, yeah. Yeah. You see a head in a refrigerator, yeah. you see the chainsaw, but and like the
2: in the closet you don't see sea. hardly anything there.
1: Kind and of so, it all yeah. But that's another weird thing with that scene, you know, as you're talking about that, you know, like, it almost kind of feels like a, like something he saw at a, you know, like a Like a haunted house or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, or a butcher. Like, it doesn't. Yeah. It it all goes along with the. Is he imagining some of this kind of thought process? You know?
0: It also feels like very staged, too, just with the way that it's presented.
1: Yeah. That's what. Yeah. So that's why it kind of reminded me of a haunted house. It's how perfect it looks like. Mm. Because what. Even how perfect this guy is, like how why would he be hanging those bodies exactly perfectly like that wall he's like writing with shit on the walls or whatever the fuck he's doing you know it's like <laughs> it's it's a weird like motif and of the everything in that place piece, you know? um,
2: which is a famous uh graffiti that people used to write back really? in the eighties, yeah. It was sense? not just the graffiti but that was like a famous kind of phrase and yeah.
4: thing. I know I heard it before I just didn't so, realize it was
2: so popular yeah no that was like a thing in the 80s for sure Yeah,
4: young game? urban professional
2: mm-hmm it's a great movie though definitely the best I am. viewing yet. yep are we muppies
4: we're middle-aged urban <laughs> professionals
3: <laughs> <laughs> yuppies please. <laughs>
1: How long can we hold on to middle age? Is the next question.
4: I just got here. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs>
1: I, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm fucking around because I I turn 39 in a week, so I'm getting close to 40. It's coming. It's coming.
2: The knee pain and the back pain. <laughs> oh, the
3: back
1: pain. <laughs> I know what? about the. I know about the. That's yeah, right, the right, back pain. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Is the reason why I, I sleep on pillow. like a real expensive mattress and like have a pillow in between or,
4: or, or I mean, uh, what do you call it's a, it's she has a what, pillow? shape to it and I can only use one side of it? It's, it's stupid. <laughs>
1: And and then we yell at the kids to get off our lawn. Actually, San
4: Francisco, like, you don't see kids around very much. You see, like, a well, year oh, my God. Because you only see, like, little ones sometimes. You you see, get like, the cellar- and, then, and then their parents, like, hightail it out of here. But sometimes when they have enough money, they can stay. And and then all of a sudden you see a teenager, and that's, like, crazy. Like,
3: what?
0: <laughs> well, maybe you maybe ah, just don't see them because they all, all join Christian Bills yeah, cult.
4: cult. <laughs> unless
0: <laughs> Dude, he's thinking,
1: about, G- he's got
4: those he's thinking crazy about Jesus eyes, like, really right? seriously, I mean,
1: man. He's and got that... crazy
4: eyes. Sorry, Jared Leto.
1: Yeah. I think hey, he's a very good looking man. Don't get me wrong. I think Jared Leto opened some awakening feelings What's in there. at one point, from, more... uh, but, like, from it's... my
4: so oh. oh, uh... That,
2: that, uh,
4: shoot. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, my so-called life. Yeah, but, right. yeah,
1: he was super, you know, he's, he's a handsome man, yeah. And he's, he's in, five club. in five. Club. yeah. I, I remember seeing him, like, at, at, like, with his band, 30 Seconds to Mars, when, like, before they had really, really blown up, and he was, like, climbing into rafters and shit like this in this weird outdoor p- pavilion, and I'm like, this is singing a concert, and is like, a type of, like cosplaying as
4: Spider-Man so crazy, while he's like, you're doing so it. I'm like, what the looking? fuck is going on? Famous at acting, and then start a band and get a cult going and then still keep your job. Like shit, that's a high level of fucking like, attractiveness.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. With everything going with that, does that mean that Jared Leto is has a tiny penis or a huge penis? Like, cause I could see it either being like if it was tiny, he'd like, you know, overcompensating and with his giant, he's just like he's like, all will come and vast and stare at the glory of my penis, and you <laughs> shall worship it, and this shall be the cult of Jared I'm on I think that Because <laughs> I feel like uh, he would
4: have been, you know, swinging it around more if it was yeah, any bigger.
2: Totally, he'd be more famous for it. <laughs>
0: Well, if he had we'll a bigger one, there'd now. be a lot more people in the cult.
4: Although, my... He looked... Dude, <laughs> the pictures I've seen of them, it looks
1: like there's a lot of oh, fucking dude. people following him, man. What did what he uh, what, what
4: show?
2: It's like him dressed as Jesus uh-huh. in long white robes, uh-huh. walking uh-huh. with young... It's basically predominantly young girls and their mothers, and then they go to, like, this island and they hang out and listen to him talk, and he...
4: Oh, can you imagine listening to him talk?
2: He sort of preaches, they walk around, it's weird, it's really
4: weird. (laughs) We're just like, take it off already!
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he doesn't have to, like, trade goats for all the breedable young women, they just all flock to him? At least their
4: moms. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) fans of the band <laughs> and his obviously Wait, fans of his band can we like
2: his <laughs> band is shockingly successful yeah is it, are they any good <laughs> not
1: really mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's got two yeah. of the bigger songs of like that star, like the everyone. 2000s with the kill <laughs> and that's whatever that's Keanu's band that's, that's
2: Keanu. Keanu Reeves band yeah I've actually seen oh right, well, how are they not good Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They were like a they were like a bad <laughs> garage rock version of uh, Social Distortion.
4: What Short about uh, Johnny Depp's band, which is all made up of like superstars? I don't
1: know. Okay,
4: that's like dad, dad rock band. Dad rock bands,
1: yeah. I, you know what I? I'm I'm developing a movie plot in my head as we're talking, and I want like Wicker Man 2, but like in inst- like it's Jared Leto's cult. <laughs> is, is <it> <laughs> <laughs> Come on! It would be entertaining as fuck, man. It'd be like they would be like going You yeah. can't. Use, it would be even better like, if you did use you Nicolas Cage it again. Like, it's Wicker Man too, and Jared it's,
4: Leto. I like evil.
2: Jared, you, Jared would be like the Christopher Lee <laughs> yeah. oh. In this
4: case, just yes. do whatever the fuck he wants It's amazing. <laughs> totally.
1: Uh, God! I'm telling you, it couldn't be I... any worse than the Nicolas Cage version. It, it just couldn't. I also probably, it probably couldn't make me laugh as hard as that movie did when he's in a bear suit and he, what he like, drop kicks someone in a bear suit, or he punches a woman in the bear suit. That's what it is, and it's just like, uh, this is the worst best scene in the history of all cinema. And I wake thank up every you, Nicholas Cage, for, for giving the world this. this I mean, you should. Oh, uh, you, you should. I've seen Mandy. I mean, come on. But. I like uh,
2: that guy, uh, Cosmodos, the director. Is that his name, I think? Uh, he did uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Have you seen oh, that one? yeah that really good movie?
1: I saw part of it. That movie, it, I I think I got distracted, but it was paced, weird. Uh, I didn't need to go you back. Know, yeah, back. It to be the I was like,
2: mood for that kind of thing, yeah, it's a good
3: one.
1: Yeah, I think I think my AD yeah. a, my ADHD like hit pretty hard during that, and it's yeah. like you have to be in the sit and look at weird colors and weird shapes yeah. combined yeah. in weird architecture and shit like that. But, so uh, yeah.
4: That way, is, are we, have we come to the end? I mean, the very end is he's still hanging out with his friends. Nobody gives a shit. I guess they're talking about Reagan at one point. Like,
3: his yeah, the end of him with yeah. Reagan on TV. And
4: how, like, oh, how can it be so merciless? Because, I mean, I can't remember what they were talking about. But, I mean, ultimately, when you think about, you know, politics and being able to, to make decisions that can, can uh, amount to, like, genocide and shit, like, you've got to have, like, the sort of same... Yeah, yeah. Focus on what you want rather than having to think about other people. <laughs> but uh, that's like he, he has that great line about how the, uh, the confession mean, that he's made because he's treating the whole movie like his confession that it does that it didn't fix anything in him, that it didn't make they didn't bring any catharsis. It didn't make it, didn't any it, didn't make, it didn't make any changes at all to his life, and and how he still wants to inflict his pain on the rest of the world.
1: That's why I say that if this story continues on. This shit's gonna get escalation is because it escalates the entire time, right? It goes from him killing a homeless dude and his dog to like just getting in silent night, deadly night type shootouts him. with cops and yeah. shit like that, yeah. and it's just like.
2: And he'll continue, Yeah, just killing it's like everyone. Definitely kind of the so message of like he, you know, it doesn't matter. Like he, he can basically continue doing what he's doing, and that's fine. And even if it wasn't him, it would be someone else, you know, yeah. doing this thing, basically. Definitely. And it's morally irrelevant.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, the only one who even yeah, tries oh to God, see for who, who he all is all is, all is William yeah, Defoe's, like, private. Yeah. I, you can't forget William Defoe because he was so surprisingly young looking I love that, in that man. Movie. He's Dufo so wonderful. I've been
4: watching, you know, he's been putting out a lot That's of content right, lately. Late. And 20
1: years ago, like, he had, mm-hmm. he had a very smooth face. Yeah. I mean, this like, I think.
3: <laughs>
1: I yeah, 99. He looks older in that film. And <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because, like, he's like, Wrinkling his forehead most of the film because he's, you know, looking inquisitive at anyone, everyone. But,
4: well, yeah. this one, he's always another always another
1: the real bathroom. fun movie. I have go
4: next.
3: Okay, like, so you
4: know. we have so many beverages on this show. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> in, uh, in Boondock Saints, he's, uh, he has a bigger role, right? So he, he gets to sort of push those acne chops. And this one, he's supposed to be very, like, yeah, cool as a cucumber detective, very, like, you know, trying to, you know, tease him out of like his, uh, yeah. tease, uh, Patrick Bateman out of his comfort zone. So, he's got to, he doesn't have a very, he doesn't have a lot of opportunity to show off his,
3: emotions. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. He's very, yeah. He's only in like two shorter scenes, but it's always one of those things with him where you're like, God, William Defoe's good. Like he just, he's always oh, him and him I in the lighthouse so is one of my favorite things ever. And it's,
0: Yeah, and I I like how um, like during like the whole like disposition when he's questioning Christian Bale's character, like they actually like shot it in three different ways. Yeah, like how much information like the foe's character actually knew.
1: Yeah, well, they and they didn't know that. Just putting that scene together must have been a nightmare, right? Like you think Mm -hmm. about it, you're just like because you have all these cuts in all these like three different methods and shit like that, and it's one of it's. also made it like more interesting because you go, these guys are just it, it's, it's kind of taking like the actors like hand out of it, right? like Because often you you like, they get to act those scenes how they want, right? So you're like doing that weird combo of three different methods and you get the, that really cool done scene though, so. I...
0: Yes, yeah, so I really used to like with an idea of you know you really don't know how much information he actually knows about yeah. it because like even like later on he's like still trying to piece everything together and yeah. uh, Christian Bale's alibi isn't completely set in stone because like he can't remember where he was that night.
1: Oh, he remembers. He just can't. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't state it. There's no reason for him to even lie to this dude. He's just, mm-hmm. I mean, really lie to him. He just. He's like, this guy's below me. And it's funny because like you you kind of get that weird sense that he he's getting like has an idea, but then he's still going like, oh, let's go ahead meet for lunch next week, which makes it seem like if you really kind of have an idea, would you really want to go to lunch with which this guy? Like are you it's about? A, it's an interesting thought in that whole like uh situation.
3: Oh yeah.
1: Uh the uh what do you call him? Uh the detective, the private eye, William Defoe's character. We were talking about how, like, yeah, how that they cut oh, that yeah. seat. They they shot it three different ways, and then they cut it three together. And he yeah, so, it was uh, interesting. Uh,
4: so. Patrick Bateman was so not cool talking to the detective. I mean, considering how like good he should be at being a psycho, like he yeah. was very bad at fucking just coming across as normal to a fucking detective. <laughs> he
1: doesn't you don't think about it though like they have no experience everything like for them is really just like no one pays attention no one pays that's why nobody knows who anybody is and why everybody's like because they're only concerned with themselves at all times so he like he doesn't need to be good at interacting with like normal people he's only he's like he blows them off like he kind of talks to her William Dafoe like he talks to like his secretary or something like that, right? like everyone's below him, but these people are just like really below him, right? That also might be why, like he, that's another thought. Does he not kill her because club, she's he, too far below him? I, 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 like, I don't know. You never. Well, yeah, I mean, you could,
2: I know he. Yeah, he's like an alien, basically. He, he's it, he reminds me of like those characters where they have like the alien yeah. that pretends to be human, and they have the comedy scenes where the. They're like, oh yeah, where you know the alien yeah. characters. Trying like, to oh yes planet. right. That's what I. You're human food. Give me some of yeah. Your, I mean, our human food. Where yeah, where yeah. he does that when he talks to to the detective yeah. character, and you know he says things that are weird and then Will Defoe's like, will sort of mention it or call him out and he'll be like,
4: oh yeah I mean, like, what, you know But even then he still needs to impress him like when they first meet and he's trying to tell him, he's like, oh, tell him I'm off to lunch and she's like, it's 10.30 Patrick mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows you're here and he was like, okay send him in and then he picks up his phone and he starts talking about mm-hmm. randomness on the phone like I think it was like clothes or something vest <laughs> or
3: something
1: so he was talking about like a tailor and oh. tipping it and so like that, and like how much really you tip your tailor. The, and that and character isn't shit like really that.
2: resolved yeah. exactly in the movie. He just kind of disappears. If from... anything,
4: if anything is fake, then he's
1: definitely yeah. fake. Do, doesn't he? Like the last time he sees him, doesn't he, like is during like when he's trying to run away, and doesn't he like think know. he says killer or something? Does does he? Am I imagining shit? I, like, maybe I'm. Character. It's been a that long week. I think I'm imagining shit like, now.
2: This is the thing that really says that the movie isn't in his head; that it is real, because the detective wouldn't really be investigating, yeah, these things if something wasn't happening, you know.
4: Well, also, nothing comes of it, so that's why I kind of thought that it would be unreal, because mm. like he's, it's just kind of like a. If he could be a figment of his imagination, just like that sort of nine, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, anxiety that you might be discovered, right? Yeah, and that's like you know that because I mean, ultimately, let's see, nothing comes of it. Yeah, the, the detective.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's it's because every, like it's the thing we keep talking about. It's all completely yeah. real, but. Everyone is so self centered and only care, like, none of this stuff matters to any of them. They don't care that, like, they didn't get killed. The only person who's ever concerned is William Defoe and then, like, the parents of Paul. Like, it's Paul's parents are the only ones who, are, like, you know, and they obviously have resources to, like, and I don't hire a guy like they, this. They're well off. That, that and he's like,
2: friends or the people around know. him would necessarily even believe that he's a killer, even though he is. That- that like if somebody brought it up they would just be like oh no no he's just like joking when he says stuff like that that's not he's not really doing that you know because
4: it would mean taking the focus off of yourself to go deal with it
2: and dealing with something that's undesirable too that's Mm -hmm. not part of it's like i don't want to have to deal with that
4: that's why i'm not saying anything about your your your, your, you saying secretly that you're actually really angry on the inside I'm just gonna, he's kidding, guys.
2: He's totally kidding. He's totally fine. <laughs> I'm not
4: gonna
3: snap. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, if if anything, like, if they saw, like, it, the notebook that he has with all the drawings, all his friends would just be <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? Well, like, spend your money on, like, getting some is, lessons. your or calendar? Something.
2: But
0: like, it, you know, step it, it up, makes, like, a four year old could like do. Like,
2: so not the things that where it's <laughs> kind of like, oh, is it in his head? Kind of reminded me of uh, Creep Show, you know, the. The one story in the Creepshow movie where uh, how, how Holbrook is always imagining killing
1: with the cockroaches wife,
2: and it's done in a way where it's like he yeah. is killing yeah. her, and mm-hmm. then he snaps out of it, and then he's not. Like it kind of. At first, I was like, "Oh, I wonder if they're kind of you could sort of interpret it that way." But then, uh, nah, it's better if he is. It's actually much
3: better a killer. if he's yeah. people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think it says more, it's a more interesting story and it says more that the, the yeah. stuff that we're talking about. It says about more about
4: like, his, his circle, yeah. the circle yeah. that he's operating in, mm-hmm. whether it's like the real estate agent that's willing to cover up like 10 dead bodies I, or his friends that always overlook his Ed Gein comments. Mm-hmm. So it's, it says a lot more mm-hmm. about what the, what the, both the writer and the screenwriter and the director wanted to say with the
3: movie. So. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you you point back now and you go to like how, what the '80s is known for is like like everything and excess. Like you have too much of everything and just this this this. I mean, we talk about we brought up Reagan, you brought up Trump. I mean, it's all the the signs of that era, and it's just like, yeah, it it just nothing is about more than just like proving that you're better you're bigger you're i mean just like how we beat russia by like we have more money we have more this this we ran out like that kind of stuff right so that whole era is just about spending and like projecting right it's all projecting strength like coolness and these guys like thing it's like
2: yeah and it's not, not much money like,
1: you have all that you know
2: so, we yeah. talked about it a bit not to get too political but it's just like you know, we live basically in the Trump era. And so this is, that's why this is so relevant. Cause it's like, that's the Trump era as well. He wasn't president obviously back then, but he was so iconic yeah. and his style right, that that's, yeah, that was like his world back then even. And now that we live yeah. in a world where he was the president and he's like a dominant political force, we we now
1: totally live in the world of American Psycho, basically. Well, I mean, you 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 sit there and you go, look at the. F- I mean, it's ironic because it was in two thousand this came out, but like he was the head, like yeah. that leading idea of everything in in this film, right? Like, just it's all appearance, this, that, that, and you go, and he's a psychopathic criminal, also, and then you jump. 20, I mean, 30 years down the line and it, it, you see it happening in real world and in real time. But like, yeah, it's, 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 that's what makes this even scarier, right? It's because they mention him or his wife two or three times in the film. And it's just like, you go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah this they, they, is, this they, they, is the Paul kind of Patrick motherfucker these and people and were looking up to. And you go, loved 30 Trump. years, seven? they would have
2: loved to meet him or social.
4: And you know, what's interesting too is that uh, it's uh, very easy to watch the movie Mm -hmm. and see it at, you know, looking down on these characters and and kind of feeling them like they're far away. But when you're saying like we're living in that era too, it's sadly the other part that we're not talking about is that these are the people with money. These are the people with influence. see, These are the people shaping our society and so that's that's actually the most horrifying part. Yeah, no, I mean, just to like
2: just to put it out there, it's like The way I was looking at this movie when I was watching it the other night was that, like, this is a satire. It's an allegory. Like, Patrick Bateman is a real person who exists. There are lots of Patrick Batemans out there. And even though the real-world Patrick Batemans don't necessarily kill people with chainsaws... Their actions and the things that they apathy. do on a daily basis yeah. cause the deaths of people. Like, people die because of the things that these people do. And so,
4: they invest their allegorically, for, yeah. it's yeah. like, yep.
2: you know, I'm just going to put it out there. It's like, people <laughs> die because of what these people do. And so, it's yeah. like, you can call them a killer, like, in an allegorical sense or like, a, it's know, figurative, but yeah.
1: Works Oh, it's completely true. That's why this movie—it's—it's a—it's uh, it's, uh, the shit's real, man. You, you see it, and it's just like these people are killing right. people by not helping. Right? They're not doing. I mean, they have the capabilities like because again, they don't care. The they look down on everyone. You know, they we don't care.
3: This is
2: life-saving yeah. drugs be affordable for people because we have yeah. to make a profit off of.
1: Yep. we're I, the whole how we've handled COVID is, is shown that for uh, like as a general people that money comes before people, mm. which is <laughs> it's a horrifying thought, but it, it's reality.
0: Yep, it's one you wish that uh, you thought was just in your head, and not the way gotcha that the world really is. But sadly, this fight. is where we're at. All
4: right, what's the next horror movie? Yep. <laughs> Turns
1: out it's mad. It was it's the true. real world that was As the
4: scariest usual. place turns of, of all, all
0: along. <laughs> <monster>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Without saying, it turns yep. out it's mad.
0: Yep. Yep. Is I feel like that, we I mean, don't go enough like without that, in that
2: It's like ultimately that's every horror story,
4: right? Well, I mean, like I still like that me quoting a uh, Futurama that that great, like
3: mm-hmm. theme where
4: like they're watching some stupid sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> what? Well, I mean, that's like a trope. Like yeah, it turns out movie. it's man. I mean,
3: totally.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's zombie movies, right? Like every single zombie <laughs> movie is that. They're not the monsters; we are. And yeah, mm. I mean, they—they they, like you go to like train to Busan and stuff like that. The the asshole who's like just shoving people into zombies and shit like that—it's mm-hmm. just always people, 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 people. So.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, looking ahead to next week, we'll be doing the People Under the Stairs, uh, which came out in nineteen ninety-one, directed by Wes Craven. Uh, Zombie Grindhouse will be back for for that movie. Uh, so that'll be next week. Uh, so that should be a good time. Been a while since I've seen that one. And it's one of my personal favorite great movie movies me, as well. And it scared me and it made
4: me so uncomfortable that I haven't watched it still. And every time you bring up that mm-hmm. title, my stomach gets a little twisted. So I'm excited to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Kate,
3: okay,
1: I want you to... I, John, I want you to get a gimp suit and watch it with her, like in a gimp suit, because <laughs> it would make it like easier also, for her to handle. This gimp because <laughs>
2: predate uh, that damn gimp fiction. suit. Yeah, for
4: sure. <laughs>
2: I feel like this is the original gimp suit in pop culture. I feel
4: movie. like I was in grade school when this movie came out. Right? What year did that come out? Because I feel like I was in junior 90s, high or. I think. No, the.
0: 91. Well, the uh, Pulp Fiction uh, so was, was 94. So, yeah. People in your series Four. was 91.
1: Yeah. I mean, there would have to be more references out there because the 80s happened, and... Yeah. <laughs> they, I'm just thinking of, like... the. There was lots of gay clubs and leather guys in the 80s, I feel like. I might just be imagining that also. Maybe I'm just fantasizing. Who knows? <laughs> I
0: know. Well, I mean, it was in Nightmare on Elm um, Street 2.
1: Yeah, which is still, I, I think, the, the, <laughs> oh, yeah. the gayest movie of all there's time a, after you seen Top it, but Gun, there's a great but documentary. It's okay. <laughs> I love that movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the Scream Queen. That is so good. Yeah, it's it's a really fantastic movie, and that's why I, I like. I feel comfortable yeah. saying that. Like when, that's the, the, the big that's part of that documentary is, is that it's like the gayest the horror thing movie. That's is that the
2: guy who wrote in a the
1: movie genre of gay, was gay horror movies, he,
2: he basically says, "Yes, I did basically write that movie to be like a gay awakening story." <laughs> And what's hilarious, though, is he was like, I didn't think anyone would actually figure it out. (laughs) He was like, I thought I would be low-profile enough that it would sneak by. But everyone...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that movie was so gay that it... it Like, Jesse got scared out of Hollywood for the rest... Like, for 30 years. Like, that's how gay that movie was. Like, he wasn't openly gay. It was so... Like... I just don't know how anyone making that I'm movie sure they all, didn't like, yeah, like, realize right. how gay like, that movie yeah, was. <laughs> uh, no. No, because they they all got it. Like There were a bunch of them that, yeah, like, the, were, the, weren't they in that documentary, that the, a bunch the of the actors in there had did, no he, clue until it came real, out and, and people started and telling he knew, him? He said yeah. he knew
2: the whole time what
1: he <laughs> Yeah. 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 Well, he, I mean, you could relate to it. That like you know, it makes sense to you, right? And and I still, I still think I, I just don't hate. I hate hating on a film because it's mm-hmm. different from its like predecessor. It's like hating Halloween three because Michael Myers isn't in it. Like it's I love, hating, that, hating something for too, what it's I not that is awesome like. scene though, um,
2: where Freddie climbs yeah. out of his chest, which is awesome. That's one of the best like effects
1: scenes yeah. in
2: in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I think. Yeah. I always liked number two Me like it, it does have that but it's like and it yeah. is weird in terms of the lore it does weird things with the lore but I was always kind of like yeah whatever yeah it's for fun <laughs> totally I was, the first three are my ultimate favorites yeah. but really the first and third are awesome but two I love it yeah I, was like, I always love people always cite in the second movie as a bad scene which is my favorite scene from the second movie which is the pool party and then Freddy's like in the real world and he's like you're all my children (laughs) now and there's flames everywhere and there's like people running around in chaos in the pool I love that
3: part
4: I always (laughs) thought that was cool but
0: yeah Oh, and God. most most people remember the dance scene uh, in in part two, which uh, you know, just yeah. like American Psycho, you know, also which has a dance scene, but gonna, that one was yeah. more yeah. like improv. Not
2: just the Huey Lewis parts, <laughs> but he you know, he has he talks about uh, Winnie Houston, Woody Houston, and Bill uh, Collins. Phil I love Bill Collins one.
1: Yes. It, it really seems it, it's like a back to American psycho second that, that he yeah. it's whatever right. pop culture it's like he was like following like the number one hits and just, says, like,
4: like, just like like trying to sound human by like like researching the
1: yeah it's the yeah it's all just yeah
2: to sound human like whatever is like the hugest hit at the time. Is like oh that's i mean
3: like yeah. that's what I like is the big song of the time you know
1: yeah yeah so, I I, I want to see a remake of this when he's just t- explaining how WAP is a, a fine piece <laughs> about women's like power or, or something you, I, you I leave him alone that wet ass pussy that is wet... that
0: is that before <laughs> or after he bites it. <laughs>
1: Oh, it would be it would be wet after that for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: so where all the blood's coming from? Yep, uh, exactly. But yeah. On that note, so again, next week <laughs> we got the people under the stairs. Uh, outside of that, of course, uh, if you guys are looking to reach us, you can find us over on YouTube with all the video content at Handle with Scare Pod. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Handle with Scare. Uh, now, outside of that, of course, we have a ton of other brother and sister podcasts on the Slash Cast Network, uh, including Murder Moose, which Rod is on. So, Rod, why don't you go ahead and plug whatever you have coming out this week?
1: Okay, we are uh, we put out an episode this week for uh, Day Shift, the new Netflix Jamie Foxx uh, vampire movie, which is a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> Josh and I discussed whether or not Netflix is letting AI write the script for their all their films because... <laughs> It's the only thing that makes sense, and don't I'm not saying how I explained that uh, that I like that movie in the episode or not, but it is it's a valid point, and it's something you should consider. Does okay. Netflix let AI write the scripts for all of their films? Because yeah, that's coming up tomorrow, and uh, we are. You go to murdermas.com and we have all our content. There's audio, thinking, uh, audio and links, and links to our a videos on YouTube a also, guest so. uh, uh-huh.
4: On uh, and, uh, the show, and we want them to plug their show. Can we say plug it up? That's like plug it up. Plug it up. I think that works. Wait, what
3: is it for me? Plug it's it
1: up. <laughs> I mean, you can. Oh I mean, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the,
4: yeah,
1: with the. Man. All those girls have periods
4: so mean, too. So Why are they mean. acting like it's such a High big deal? Kids. Huh? huh? Kids
1: are
0: assholes.
4: <laughs> kids are assholes.
0: Yep. So kids mean. are dumb
4: and they're assholes. Except for yours. <laughs> Can I say that?
0: And uh Can I
3: just say that? No, it's like, Yeah, no, so kids that's are re...
1: wonderful.
2: The kids are children
0: are a precious gift. <laughs> And also assholes.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say. Sometimes they end up like me, and then where where are we now? And
4: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, fuck it up.
1: yeah, so you know, dot com, and uh, I'm I'm Rod underscore Johnston everywhere. So if you want to reach out and tell me I'm crazy, you can do that. Yep, and, or yep.
0: Uh, you know, go check out the streams where he's constantly shooting people in the dick. You know.
1: Yeah, I shoot people in the dick <laughs> on Twitch on a regular basis. Uh, that is a thing what? that I do four days a week, and <laughs> yeah, it's, that's just my name. So I'm shooting people in the dick. All over the interwebs, I just played through the quarry and uh finished that up and it, that was a quarry oh, was a real right, good time right. if you like horror games yeah. and whatnot so yeah it's it's like for the people who made until dawn um so it's very like i i just finished the like first playthrough this morning, but like it's cool it's a it's a it's an interesting uh experience.
0: Is it We've another? Is it like another like narrative-based game? Like yeah. Something? So okay. it's
1: like you. It's you're at a. you camp. It's a bunch of teenagers at a camp with Dewey, um, obviously from Scream, and uh, bad uh, things start happening. When you said and the choreo, like, like is that a, a trying to get all the teenagers to actor, survive? Like it's sexually the, exploited. the I
3: was
4: like,
0: oh, yeah. That sounds like fun.
1: No, <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
0: I don't. <laughs> That's a much different game
1: <laughs> That's very very different Yeah so it was a good time though. It's a very like yeah it's like a horror movie In like an 8 or 9 hour mm-hmm. you know Game so it's cool
0: Awesome. Alright well uh, on that note That will do it for us here tonight on Hand the Whisker I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight And thank Rod again for uh, returning to the podcast Always good to have you yeah.
1: on Yeah it was a blast guys Thanks for having me
0: Absolutely. And uh, we will see you guys back next week for The People Under the Stairs, and we could talk about Holly's childhood trauma from the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Until next week, feeds. Take care.